This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Recently, I was interviewed on a podcast, and when the host was talking to me before the show, he had this great voice. It sounded very commanding, yet sincere. But as soon as the show started, his presentation style, and particularly his voice, it totally changed. It turned into this strong, affected radio voice. It was as if he was trying to imitate those typical AM radio hosts. Today's episode is dedicated to him and others who feel like they need to change their voice when they're making a recording. Today's show is brought to you with the support of Shutterstock.com. Of course, they have over 26 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. And we were using Shutterstock this week because we've been updating our website. Not quite there yet for you to see, but we're working behind the scenes to change some of the images. We found one in particular. We were looking for one with a curtain so we could have some text in front of the curtain. And Armando found one. It was really strange because of the contrast. He kept swearing that the picture was moving. Of course, it wasn't a moving image. It's very interesting. It was one of those brain game things. We love using Shutterstock because we can buy images on demand. You can get two, five, or 25 images at a set price, or you can get a subscription, which allows you to get up to 25 images a day, every day. If you haven't used Shutterstock, give it a try. You can save images even without a credit card. And then when you're ready, if you'd like to open a new account, use the code PUBLICSPEAKER7 and you'll get 30% off your new account. That's Shutterstock.com and use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER7. How you sound when you tell a story can sometimes be more important than the story you're telling. In fact, David Kandal, he's the voice coach for some of NPR's most well-known hosts, I think since 1995, he says that one of the most compelling sounds for the human ear is the sound of another human voice. And I couldn't agree more. I think that when radio hosts speak loudly and with lots of hype, they do it just to get attention. They're looking for an emotional response from their listeners, and they often use pitch, volume, and tone to get that attention. But unless you're Rush Limbaugh or Glenn Beck, that loud, brash talk show sound probably won't work for you, particularly when it comes to podcasting. Podcasting is very personal, more personal than radio, and it requires a more conversational, authentic style. I've told you before, when I record, I try to imagine as if I'm talking to my best friend, Linda. I'm sure you've probably seen the skits on Saturday Night Live when they poke fun of NPR's quiet, comforting style. And in those parodies, all the hosts sound alike. But in reality, each host has a very distinct delivery style, and it's easy to recognize the unique voice of each host. And I think that's what a podcaster should strive for, finding your own authentic voice. Those who have worked with David Kandel affectionately refer to him as the host whisperer, although I've never worked with him directly, and but boy, would I love to, love to have that opportunity. I've learned quite a bit from reading his advice and, of course, from doing this podcast. So here's what I've learned from his common sense approach. Number one, it's important to sound like yourself. Don't ever lose the qualities that make you who you are. You still want to work to improve your delivery and your sound quality, but work to make you sound better. Don't try to imitate someone else. Find your own sound and run with it. For example, you don't have to completely lose an accent. Hint, hint. You don't have to change your vocabulary choices. And most of all, you don't have to sound like anyone but yourself. 
Secondly, when you're writing your scripts, make sure you write for the ear and not for the eye. When you write your script or your notes, don't use business English. Sentences should be very short and conversational. And when writing out your thoughts, put each new idea on a separate line. Compound sentences don't sound right when you read them aloud. I know some of this advice probably goes against everything you've learned before, but keep in mind you're not writing to impress a teacher. You're writing to connect with your listeners. Number three, use common words. If you've ever worked in a business world, cliches like, let's make sure we're on the same page are so common, you probably use them and don't even realize it. So practice using short, clear, descriptive words that make your point completely obvious. David Kandel uses the example of a weather broadcaster who refers to snow as the white stuff. It's snow! Just say snow! I once saw a forecast that read, Wintry wet precipitation is occurring near your vicinity. I'm not kidding. I think the writers were being paid to be as vague as possible. Number four, the best adjective is a verb. A single verb can be far more powerful than a series of adjectives. One of the host whisperer's favorite examples is this. Alice flits into the room. Now that's descriptive. Number five, imagine that the microphone is a trusted friend. It's one of my favorite pieces of advice. And I found that when I record the Public Speaker podcast, it helps me to start by saying, hey, Linda, did I ever tell you? Or hey, Linda, did I ever tell you? It's me imagining that I'm talking directly with her. And I talk differently to Linda because she's someone I've known since I was four years old. And that's the kind of connection I want to have, as if I'm talking to a close, good friend of mine. I got the idea for doing this after reading about an NPR host who changed his opening cue of three, two, one and replaced it with, now I'm going to tell you a story. His audience, of course, never hears that, but it pushes him to be more conversational, to put himself in a conversational frame of mind. Another host that I read about said that he likes to move his eyes several words ahead when he's reading a script on air. He looks away from the page when he's ending a sentence, and that helps him to feel and sound more like a storyteller than an announcer. I do a similar thing when I record the podcast, and that's why if you compare the public speaker audio with the text that's on the website, you'll always notice slight variations between the two. In fact, I encourage you to go look at that. If you only remember one thing from this podcast, let it be this. When recording yourself, always remember to be you and to sound like you. Your audience will always be able to tell when you're trying to sound like someone you're not. When I started podcasting, I found these tips from the host whisperer really were helpful, and I sincerely hope that they help you sound better, stronger, and more like you. And if you want to read more about David Candell, I have a link in the show notes. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker, helping you lead, influence, and inspire through better communication. If you'd like to join my newsletter, you can go to lisabmarshall.com. You can get weekly updates and you can get a free bonus. I've also got a really cool challenge going on, so check it out at lisabmarshall.com. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 26 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code PUBLICSPEAKER7. 
If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.